This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, August 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Produce growers adapt to online. Trump says short-term pain worth it. Case studies. Conservation boosts farm profit. Online delivery may change how produce is grown. More shoppers are buying groceries online. The trend has risen from 16% of shoppers in 2016 to 28% last year, according to Bonnie Estes of the Produce Marketing Association. She also pointed out that Amazon has seen a 59% increase year over year for its grocery delivery business. Estes added, quote, this will continue to grow and impact what and how we grow, as well as the varieties farmers choose. Packaging. One PMA member worked with a company that needed the broccoli to be a certain size to fit in its meal kit boxes, so the grower changed varieties. Motorbike delivery services in Asia are doing similar practices. Tell your story. Estes also said consumers want to know the food story, such as the farmer who grew it, how and where it was grown. She was excited to say that people are starting to have a connection to where their food comes from. Estes was speaking at a recent innovation summit hosted by Bayer at its Woodland Research Campus. Trump, strap in for more trade war pain. President Donald Trump warning that there will be more pain from the trade war with China until the Chinese agree to an acceptable deal. Whether the trade war is, quote, good for our country or bad for our country short term, long term, it's imperative that somebody does this, Trump told reporters yesterday. He insisted he's not worried that the disruption will lead to a recession. Trump said China wants to make a deal, and that's good, but it has to be a fair deal to us. It can't be a deal that's not fair to us. This is something that has to be done. As for his decision to delay until December 15th some new tariffs on China to help some companies like Apple, Trump stressed that it was temporary and suggested the iPhone maker should get out of China. Trump said... If I didn't help them, they'd have a very big problem. Grassley says Japan deal coming soon. Negotiations between the U.S. and Japan are taking place under the radar, should produce an agreement over the next two months, according to Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley. Grassley and others have said they expect the two countries to first produce a deal in which Japan would lower tariffs on U.S. farm goods that are finding it harder to compete with exporters in the European Union and other Pacific Rim countries that already have trade deals with Japan. Trump taking longer look at aid cuts. The White House has delayed release of a package of budget rescissions that was expected to total $4 billion and include unspent funding for food aid and international ag development. The Office of Budget and Management was expected to issue the list of cuts yesterday, but Trump indicated the reporters that it could be several days yet. We're talking to Republicans and Democrats about it, he said. Why it matters. Once the list is released, the targeted funds would be frozen for 45 days until well after the agency's authority for spending the money expires September 30th. USDA. Case studies show conservation benefits. USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service has issued a series of case studies that the agency says show cover crops, compost applications, and other practices can increase farm profits. 
The four case studies carried out with the American Farmland Trust include a corn and soybean operation run by Eric Niemeyer in Ohio. Niemeyer, a first-generation farmer, went no-till, started planting cover crops, and also switched to variable-rate fertilizer application technology. Since that time, his corn yields have increased from 165 to 195 bushels an acre, and his soybean yield has risen from 45 to 65 bushels. Despite the increased cost from cover crops, he has increased his net annual revenue by $38 an acre, according to the study. A second study involved an almond orchard in California that Ralph Souter took over 14 years ago. He has increased his yield by 20%, in part by using compost as a nutrient source and also by relying on conservation cover to help control mites. He's increased his net revenue by $657 an acre, or over $76,000 a year. Enviro's challenge expanded use of B-toxic pesticide. EPA expanded the use of sulfoxiflor to crops such as soybeans, squash, cotton, and strawberries, and citrus without, quote, substantial evidence to support its decision, as required by the Federal Insecticide, Fungicide, and Rodenticide Act, two environmental groups say, in a lawsuit filed in the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. EPA said in its July registration decision that the insecticide is, quote, highly toxic to bees and other pollinating insects. But the agency concluded that if the chemical is applied according to the label, there will be no unreasonable adverse effects to honeybees. The environmental groups say EPA failed to consider the impact of the chemical sold as transform and closer on more than 4,000 species of native bees. USDA adds paperless payment option for loans. The Farm Service Agency hopes a new electronic payment option will make it easier for producers to pay farm loans and other administrative fees. Producers are now able to use debit cards or automated clearinghouse debit payments. Prior to the paperless option, only cash, check, money orders, and wires were accepted. Yesterday's announcement is the first of a multi-phased rollout of new payment options. Eventually, payment flexibility will be expended to dairy margin coverage, administrative fees and premiums, and non-insured crop disaster assistance program fees, among others. Here's today's She Said It. We're the only ones who are going to have to put the big fat label on at Bonnie Estes. Vice President of Technology for the Produce Marketing Association. Estes was talking about GMO labeling for the produce industry. She said the percentage of GMOs and other commodity types like corn and soy is below the threshold for requiring the label. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, August 21st, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.